Welcome to Branching Out of the Empty Nest. I am your host, Zoana Price. On this podcast, we discuss health, wealth, relationships, traveling, downsizing, taking care of aging parents, dating, retirement, starting a business, any and everything that pertains to the seasoned and new empty nester. And remember, an empty nester is not just a parent. It can be a cousin, a neighbor, anyone who's played a pivotal role in a child's life, and now that child has left the nest, and now they're filling the void. This information is also for you. On today's episode, we are still discussing taking care of aging parents, and we are on part three in our series of Getting Your Parents' Affairs in Order. And on today's show, we are speaking with Paulette Smith, who is a retirement specialist, and we will be speaking about long-term care strategies. So welcome back to the show, Paulette. Hi, how are you? I'm great. It's a great day. Oh, absolutely. So let's get back into our series. And like I said today, we're discussing long-term care strategies. So what exactly is that? Well, you know, we understand that We need to have long-term care strategies for uh, the parents, 60s and 70s, and the younger people, 30s, 40s, and 50s. So this particular class is going to talk about how long-term care strategies affect both. Now, please remember, we're talking about our families, but it could be any family elder. Your aunt might have raised you, your uncle might have raised you, or your mother might have raised you and said, when I die, take care of Aunt Tessie. So it could be that. We present this information to examine options for you, the empty nester, so you'll be prepared for your retirement. Okay. Now, what is a long-term care strategy? Right. A long-term care strategy is a plan to obtain benefits that will provide for the cost of medical and emotional and social needs over a long period of time. Well, what people ask me is, well, how long? Well, we say at least 90 days to the end of your life. Anything uh, less than 90 days is considered short-term care. Now, who needs it? People who need long-term care typically have a disability or a chronic health condition that requires them to get help to perform one of the more daily activities of living. Long-term care is about Dignity, okay, and about dignity at the when you most need it. Now, what are these activities? You want your your adult, your elder family member to be able to bathe themselves. That's essential, right? You want them to be able to dress themselves. Now, think about trying to dress yourself when your arm is hurting. You've been playing baseball or something, mm-hmm. and your arm is out. Think about that if you've had a stroke mm. or if you've had some other a bad thing happened to you. You want them to be able to eat. Nourishment is pivotal. It's very important. You want them to be able to use the toilet. Not being able to use the toilet is the ultimate in humiliation. So you want that to to go well. Now, here's a big one. People don't think about that. But you want them to be able to take their medication. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, you know, okay, they can take their medication. Yes, but sometimes if you've had an operation and your mind isn't quite well or you had uh, a diabetic uh, coma or shock or anything like that or you've had a, um, any kind of stroke or heart attack, you might forget to take your medication. Anything that's dealing with long-term strategy, does it usually mean something has happened to them physically or? Physically or mentally. Okay. It could be that a person is beginning to get dementia, which means that they might not be able to shop for groceries. 
You know, you know, yes, you can physically not shop for groceries, but yes, you may not be able to mentally get through that. Okay. So that, you know, long-term care uh, of, of strategy is needed for that. And here's the big one that people don't think about, managing money. Mm. Because if you have something that's happened to you, that is a key, that that is is a chronic thing that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. And right. You're perhaps not going to become a hundred percent. Somebody needs to be able to manage your money. So this is important to empty nesters who are experiencing the emotional and financial relief of having their own children get out and start in the world. Now it's time to reflect back on your dreams. Right. You know, your dreams Absolutely. Enjoy yourself. and Last stuff while, you want to do. <laughs> while you're preparing for your retirement. But now, now think about this. Because I handle a lot of scholarships for different organizations. Mm-hmm. Many of you have dipped into your emergency fund savings, your 401k, your 403b, and all those other cushions you had hidden. And they were originally meant for your retirement and to have fun when you became an empty nester. And, and, but you used that money to help your child finish school. Right. Or to start a business. Now is your time. But imagine the riveting surprise you'll find when you realize that you may have to help some of the seniors that helped you as a child, you know, and your family pay for their care. Right. That is something, we, yeah, we definitely don't think about. You have a savings account for college, a savings account to go on a trip or buy a house, but you don't Mm -hmm. think about, oh, I need this to take care of my parents. That's it. That's it. Wow. So this is where recognizing that long-term care needs are mostly a when it will happen and not if it will happen. You see the difference? Yeah. It's a when it will happen, not if it will happen situation. Wow. Uh, Working toward a strategy to manage costs while providing respectful care may be an emergency for your parents. Mm -hmm. And it hits you at the, 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 the most horrible time, you know, but you need to be ready. And it must be practical for you to achieve. And for your siblings, it, it, it has to be good for your financing, but it's essential for you as part of your retirement package and your self-protection as you age to mm-hmm. have your own strategy oh, in yeah. place. So you, we're talking about strategies for each person you have to deal with. Right. They could be different. Mommies could be different from daddies, mm-hmm. definitely different from Aunt Edna's. And then your strategy. Right. Okay. Now, you're lucky in that you have time to work on your right. strategy. Okay. We must provide wealth for our next generation. I know we're taking, we're talking about the strategy here. But let's differentiate between long-term care insurance and long-term care strategy. Okay. Because what you're seeing on the internet and what the uh, many agents are going, well, you need long-term care. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I need long But what is the strategy versus the plan? How does the insurance differ from the strategy? A strategy is a plan of action to achieve the overall aim of getting your parents' affairs in order while preparing for your own retirement. Okay. Now, long-term care insurance plans are private insurance plans that cover your care as you age, and, and you cannot complete two of the actions of daily living that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. In many instances, but not all, a long-term care insurance plan are part of a larger strategy. Okay. Because some things insurance doesn't cover. Right. Or some actions it might not cover. Uh, What we will speak about today is the strategy, the strategy for your aging parents. Some of your parents may qualify for long-term care insurance, 
Well, what happens if they don't? Mm. Mm, okay. Not good. How will you know? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, start now by asking the correct questions. You need to do the right investigations. Right. You need to put your detective hat on. <laughs> I like <Okay>. that. <laughs> there are 10 things you need to think about in pulling the strategies together for each person. But we're only going to talk about five of them today because we just don't have the time to go any okay. more. One of the five activities we'll discuss in this podcast. Now, we're going to discuss uh, starting a conversation with our loved one, mm -hmm. providing a calmness and assurance that your aim is to help them. That's number two. Right. Number three, you want to ask questions, but you want to ask them respectfully. Absolutely. Because they're going to feel that you're invading their pri uh, privacy. Oh, absolutely. what you say. <laughs> they're still going to feel that you're invading their privacy. Mm -hmm. They're the parent, you're the kid. They're and always going to be the parent, and you're always going to be the kid. They're going to look at it that way, okay? You need to expose the health concerns, their concerns, and yours. And you mm -hmm. need to be able to talk to them about it. You need to use this information to establish need. Let's talk about the first one. How and when to approach mom and dad. That's the hard part. That's, That's the, the hard, hard part. part. That's yes. the real hard part. Because you know your parents' personalities. You right. know my Tessie's personality. And and and, and I'm, look, I'm, I'm saying the word Tessie because I have a cousin named Tessie. But the thing about it is, you know their personality. Right. And you know some things just throw them over the deep end. And usually it's about talking about what they consider their business, mm -hmm. which they consider grown folks' business. But most of them don't realize the fact that you're grown, too, <laughs> and you're trying to help, okay? Right. So we start with a conversation, and it's mom and dad, we need to talk. Now, you say, oh, really? Okay. Well, see, that's the name of a book, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm going to give this this lady, Cameron Huddleston, H-U-D-D-L-E-S-T-O-N. Hmm. She's on Amazon. I do not know Cameron Huddleston personally, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Right. She has a book out called Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk, and it's called How to Have Essential Conversations with Your Parents About Their Finances. This. I'm pl plugging a book of an author I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least have to get it and read it so yeah, I can vet it. How about that? It. We'll okay. do that at least. Yeah, and and we'll put those in the re show resources also. Good, yeah. very good. But it's a good book. And I read it so that I could help my clients. Okay. First, attempt to, to, to decrease the fear of the person you're talking to by bringing up TV shows and news features that may have been talking about long-term care. And if you've noticed in, at least in the Atlanta area, mm -hmm. Channel 5, Channel 2, every so often they say something about older people and their care, and they're, they're talking about it. So it's being talked about now. Why is it talked about now when it wasn't talked about a few years ago? That's what people ask me. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember in, in the early 2000s, I was selling long-term care insurance. I didn't have a strategy, but I was selling the insurance, and I was making sure people were okay. okay. It's a different kind of long-term care insurance, mm -hmm. and it was not the kind that uh, lended itself to things that are happening today. And many of the companies just stopped doing it. Mm. They retooled. They had a lot of studies. And they realized, well, we don't need to do it this way. Okay, but while they were retooling, they really weren't pushing it. Well, now they're, they've come back with new products and new plans that are working specifically well for people in certain categories. Gotcha. So now they're advertising it again. Okay. And then also the fact that people are living longer mm -hmm. and 
the person that would normally die at 75 is here to 85 or 90. Mm. And when they're here 85 to 90, they're not always in good health. Right. So we need to help them, okay? Now, I would say to that older person, well, the first thing, remember that, you know, the TV shows and the news features are talking about the long-term care. It's been in the media. Even if your elders do not want to admit that they've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> they've I'm, seen the ads oh, on TV. They, they've oh, yeah. seen it, but they, they watch TV. Mm-hmm. They love watching TV. Yes, right. They've seen it. Yes. I would say to the older person, do you have a policy or a plan to pay for this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Most will say no. But whatever their answer is, no matter how they reply, mm-hmm. okay, you have to say, okay then we need to get a strategy, right? no matter what they say. And and we need to work together on mm-hmm. this strategy. We, we need to calm right. down, tamper, tamper down a bit. Make sure you don't start the conversation in social situations that involve alcohol. Okay. It's usually a bad thing. That's one of the things Cameron says in her book. That's not a good thing. After a funeral, believe it or not, can be a good time to approach if you can get the older alone. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, why? That sounds terrible. Well, after a funeral, people are reflecting right. on the deceased and what should what would happen if this would happen to me? Mm-hmm. What would happen even before? So that's, you know, that's a very good time. Now, the number two that you want to do is provide assurance. Now, I didn't say insurance. I said <laughs> assurance. assurance. During the conversation, the elder person will oft, often say, don't put me in a nursing home. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Yes, I don't want to be in a nursing home. Yeah, I've heard that. Be be reassuring, and you must say, a nursing home isn't your only option. Right. Let's look at some strategies that will take care of you at home. That's what they want to hear. Right. Most people want to be taken care of in their home. In their home that they've paid for. That yes. they've paid for or are still paying for. Yes, they in want, most cases. They want to be there. Now, you have to ask questions. The first question that that you want to know is how and where would the older person like to live in their older years? Hmm. You say, well, I didn't think of that. Yes, you do, because there's some places that maybe they shouldn't live anymore Mm -hmm. because the climate is not good for their health. Absolutely. I looked at my mother and my aunt. And they lived in a place called Buffalo, New York. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I was raised in Buffalo. Brutal winters, so, though. So I know how cold it is. <laughs> yes. And the whole idea of moving to a warmer client, climate was good for them. Right. Okay. So they part of their strategy was to leave the winter alone because they were kind of going to be alone because my other family members lived down here. Mm. So it was good for them to come here. So you want to know what climates they want right. to live in, if they can. In some cases, uh, choosing a climate won't be an option right. because the, their child, their grown child is a certain place. Right. Or yeah. some people just want to stay in their home and they're not going to go anywhere. Then we need Cameron's book. Okay. Then we have some other situations. If a person is just, I'm not. I'm, right. Because you know, that, that would have been my mother. Like, yeah. I'm not leaving this house. This is where I'm going to stay. So, so you know, yes. And, and uh, the person to talk to about that, you know, you, we have good attorney friends mm-hmm. that can talk the, to the older people and kind of let them know, well, you know, we know you feel this way, but it might not be the best option for you, mm-hmm. you know. So, but we need to provide this uh, type of, uh, of information and ask the person. The next thing we want to know is who's home? Do they want to move into your home? <laughs> your brother's home? 
Right. Okay. Or do they want to stay in their home? Right. Now, if they want to stay in their own home, here are some things you must consider for uh, your your plan. Mm-hmm. Can they negotiate the stairs? That's yeah. a good question. Falling yeah. down the stairs is not fun. I've yeah. had a couple of Absolutely friends who got it. Okay. How about five years from now? Right. Are they walking kind of weird or funny now? Five years from now, hmm. maybe if they have that knee replacement or they don't or that hip replacement, right. can we still negotiate those stairs? Wow. Okay. Then will the bathroom in the home need to be remodeled? Hmm. Now, we've seen the beautiful tubs, right. where they, but not everybody's house right. works for that kind of design. And that's true. And a lot of houses are older, so they don't have a lot of those features built into those houses. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. And if, you're, if, you're, if it's an older home and you don't have the design that will allow for that, yep. what do you do? Because... What I'm finding is many of the, the people who call me, their parents have fallen in the tub. Mm. Not good, okay? Well, the doors need to be widened. Right. That's a big one. What shape is the home in now? Right. Well, if the home is falling down around mommy now, uh, we've got to find out if she's eligible for grants or remodeling loans. You know, and so if in, in certain cities, in certain municipalities, she might be. Right. And so if you're eligible for the remodeling loan or a grant, you might be able to get that tub, too. I don't, I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know? But, but the, the thing is, you, you need to see, because if mommy is in a home that is falling down and she's not eligible for any of these types of things, mm-hmm. we have a matter of health here. Right. We have a matter of her want versus her need. Is there still a mortgage on the home? Is the current home physically situated on a lot so that the ramp can be built in future years? Right. And you say, well, how, who would think of that? A former city planner. That's right. what I used to do. <laughs> you, know, you want the, the lot situated well. But right. these are all things that you, you should be think thinking about. about. What type of housing? Do you want to be in apartments? Okay. Senior apartments. If your parent wants to check out the senior apartments, do so as soon as possible. Right. Sometimes there's a two-year waiting list. Have your parents sign up, and even if there is no interest now, have them sign up. Right. Uh, it was funny. I took my aunt to sign up for one, and the lady said, well, you need to sign up now. I don't need that now. I mean, I'm not interested. Well, when I got interested, it had been two years later, right. and I was at the top of the list. Oh. I didn't take their offer, okay. would, but, but it, you, you want it to be your offer to reject, exactly. okay? Many senior apartments have, oh, look like you have oh, a question. Oh, yeah, I do, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people, I think, need to realize that even if you are perfectly healthy now or your parents are perfectly healthy mm-hmm. now, you, like you said, thinking ahead two, mm-hmm. three, five years from mm-hmm. now, what if someone does have a, an accident and they have to have a hip replaced or something like that? So all those little features that you're mentioning, even though there's nothing wrong with them now and they're perfectly healthy, you always have to think ahead and have a plan for that in case you have to install a ramp for something in the future. Because it might come out of your pocket. Right. That's exactly exactly why you're looking for it now. Right. Now, uh, have your parents sign up, even if there's no interest, because you want them at the top of the list when they need it. Mm -hmm. Now, senior apartments have amenities that you'll love, and your your parent will love them. Many provide rides to the grocers, social events, exercise classes. Some have hair salons and church services. But you do have to... 
visit these places because my sister actually just moved and the facility that she was in was horrible. It really mm-hmm. was. But the new place is actually pretty nice and it does have more amenities, more socializing and better access. And so you need to go check it you out. You have to check okay. it out because they're not all, all built the same. same. Nope. And some deliver food and you know the companies who want to do business with the elderly have social events mm-hmm. and giveaways. Some have safety and security seminars for police and fire departments. Uh, Some senior apartments are at market rent. Mm -hmm. Some have a combination of uh, uh, apartments that are market rent and sliding rents. Now, what are they not? It's not assisted living. Right. Okay. They're not normally a place where a long-term care resident would Live. Why? Because a long-term care resident is probably going to need some sort of assisted living help. Mm -hmm. Senior apartments usually rent to seniors who are mobile. They do not need help with medication or any of the activities of daily living. In my practice, I have found that that some empty nesters, sometimes they find mommy in an apartment and it works well for five years, and then mommy's health begins to to Mm -hmm. to deteriorate, and the management finds out about it. Well, guess what happens? For her own safety, they asked mommy to leave. Mm. So if you don't have it together, then there's no place for mommy to go but except your home. Right. Has the older person set any side, any funds aside for their care? If so, how much? Where is it? Is it a savings account, an annuity? Explore. Okay. Number four, exposed to health concerns. What is the what are the realistic health concerns of mommy? Are they accrued or con or chronic? Uh, excuse me, acute or chronic. Acute is medically-based sickness that you can get over. Mm-hmm. It's it's temporary. Chronic is for long-term care, and it's based on the things we talked about. It's more than 90 days plus. It's maintenance and supportive care. Okay, Your family members need to, uh, uh, your family members' needs may be easier to find out than you think. Now, what we're going to do is just quickly, I want you to remember podcast one, when I told you to help mom and dad get together that evacuation pack. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, we talked about getting their Medicare information Mm -hmm. in that. Well, the Medicare information that you get can kind of tell you what's wrong with mommy and daddy. (laughs) You know, and that's an easy way when you start asking them about their doctors so that you can put that in that package. Mm -hmm. You will know if they say, well, I'm not going to tell you why I go to that doctor. That's okay. You got the doctor's name. You've got the doctor's address. Look it up on the internet, and okay. you'll know what mommy and daddy have. You'll okay. know what you know what you're dealing with. You use all of this information. Number five to establish need. Okay, the information that you get will give you the various types of services they need, so that in our next part. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. we can talk about how to pay for it and where to go if you can't. Okay. That's that's what we're going to need because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people are going to have a lot of questions about this that's and how right. to and how to pay for this. That's Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. This has been great. These are only the first five of the 10 steps for long-term care strategy. And again, we've been speaking with Paulette Smith. Paulette, can you give them their contact information? Definitely. You may call me at 770-885-6329. Uh, my email address is pjsmith7810 at gmail.com. 
Great. And we want you to make sure that you download this episode to listen to it. You can rate and review us, and that's how other empty nesters will find us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Empty Nest Squad. You can join our growing Facebook page at Branching Out of the Empty Nest. And you can always leave us a question or a comment on our website, which is EmptyNestSquad.com. New episodes are available every other week. And we thank you for joining us today. And until next time, get out there and soar.